Welcome to Super Spoiler, a place where we spoil all the movies you love and those you have yet to watch. I'm JL and I'm Jojo and we will dive deep into a single movie and how we feel about it, whether this opinions are justified or not. Sound effect. Today we will be discussing men and women can't be friends because the sex part always gets in the way. AKA when Harry meets Sally. The movie is older than you. Oh my god! Yes, you are right. Older. The movie is older than me. Is the movie yeah. older than you? Dun, 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 dun. You know, I've only heard about this movie like a billion times, but I have no idea what it's actually about. And I read the synopsis, mm-hmm. and I don't find it interesting either. <laughs> <laughs> so why did we pick this movie, JL? Why? Because this is Valentine's week, and we wanted to choose an iconic romance movie to talk about. And when Harry meets Sally is one of them. Actually, we were choosing between when Harry meets Sally and Pretty Woman, and then when Harry meets Sally won because it got a higher rating score in Rotten Tomatoes, right? Yep, and also because when Harry meets Sally is shorter. I yeah, mean, like thirty minutes shorter. Uh, twenty five minutes, I guess. <laughs> uh, so after watching it, do do you find this movie romantic at all? Mm, to be honest, uh, I mean, there's a romance, but mm-hmm. would I like want to watch it as a Valentine's Day movie? <laughs> uh, no, not really. Hey, by the way, don't you think the guy looks like Mark Ruffalo? <laughs> no. Do you think, I don't know, like, because oh. my, my, my uh, image of Mark Ruffalo, like the Mark Ruffalo I have in mind, is the 13 going on 30 Mark Ruffalo. Mm. Is that Ruffalo? I mean, is that Mark Ruffalo? <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought, and I thought, like, he really looks like him. Oh. Do you think so? Uh, now that you mention it, maybe a little bit. But then, I mean, I've, I've seen... Uh, as I know of Billy Crystal, so I have, I mean, I just know him as him. Like, I mm. have never thought of his similarities with anyone else. Mm. But he looks remarkably young, like, over here. Because, <laughs> like, in his 70s of course. right now. <laughs> yeah. So when he filmed this, he was, like, 40, somewhere around there. What? 40? Really? Wow. Yeah. Anyway, I think it's the curly hair that makes you think of Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, I think so too. It's like the hairstyle and then this like nerdy kind of look. Mm. I don't think he's quite nerdy though. I think they meant for him to be someone like more charismatic. <laughs> mm. Okay, he is a very funny guy and I guess... But you I mean, mean like in the movie he's supposed to be like a funny guy or like okay, he's a funny guy? In, he's in a person. funny guy in the movie and out of the movie. Oh. Yeah. So, and then, he, I mean, he's obviously not the like jock kind of of character. Mm. Yeah. I mean, his job in the movie is a political consultant. <laughs> so, that, that isn't really a 
non-nerdy kind of uh, profession either. Well, actually, I think that he's like damn annoying in the movie. I'm sorry, but he's, he's just so annoying. Oh, okay. I mean, I yeah. found him funny, but I found that his character had a lot of uh, flaws that I w- would not be able to stand in a person in my own life were he to be my my partner. Yeah. So, for example, mm. when we first meet him, like, he doesn't know... Wait, what's... Oh, uh, yeah, Sally. He doesn't know <laughs> Sally. <laughs> God, you forgot her name. Yeah, even though it's in the title. But, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know Sally. And then he immediately starts eating, like, grapes in the car and then he starts spitting them out. And then the first time he spits them out, he realizes that the window isn't closed and he didn't even clean the window before rolling it down. I mean, that is just so gross. Oh, I didn't really pay attention to that part. I totally hate that part because that is like one of the grossest things that I've ever seen a guy do. I mean, if if a stranger... No, okay, whether the, the, the person is a stranger or not, if someone did that in my car, I would scream at the person like, Hey, cut that shit out. Can you clean the window before doing anything else? Like, stop it, you know. Why don't you think it's strange, like, like Sally would actually, like, drive, like, kind of like a half-stranger, you know, 18 hours to, like, his university or something. You know, if, if my friend were to ask me to drive, like, her boyfriend, you know, 18 hours, I would, like, punch my friend. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? No, like, I think it's because... Okay, I think the culture in the US is different. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, they just hitch a right from people who are just going in that gi- general direction and they are not shy about it. Yeah, but Sally wasn't going to that direction, right? Like, yeah, she was. I mean, she was really? going to New York. So oh, was the guy. I mean, uh, they, oh. yeah, I think she said that she was going to journalism school or something. Oh, no, totally didn't catch that. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, both of them were going to New York. So, so uh, the I see, I see, no wonder. Yeah, like, why would you share, like, a car for such a long time with, like, a stranger? Like, hello? Yeah, I mean, I mean, for me, I personally wouldn't do it. But then again, if I were living in the US and then, you know, I mean, it's very difficult to get around in the US. And then how often do you, like, get a free ride to, like, a few years? I mean, for, for us... They should have shared the petrol, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, they shared the petrol. I mean, who knows? Also, when you have, like, a passenger, at least you can take turns driving instead of driving for 18 hours yourself. Yeah, because for us, I mean, it's probably like driving to Thailand. Yeah. I would just take a plane. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but then some people, like, just, you know, want to save on the plane cost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... I'll take a coach. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are people who do that as well when they don't have cars. <laughs> there are a lot of ways to get around in the United States. We're just a, we're just very sport kids, sorry. Yeah, very uh, country bumpkins living in a tiny island. You know the car scene where they are like driving to New York? I actually felt that the scene was really forced like the interaction wasn't natural. Actually, you're right because he is he feels overly familiar with her from the start. Like the moment he gets into the car, and then he starts eating his grapes, and then he and then he starts like prying into her personal life and then asking her things like, uh, 
if you get to New what if you get to New York and then you never see anything and you never do anything? Yeah, and then they just pre- like, he just pretended to be like really deep, like within like I don't know, like first five minutes of meeting someone. Yeah, and I'm but- not sure if he did that on purpose or what, but uh, that is not realistic. <laughs> or maybe he didn't really do it on purpose. Maybe he really thought that he was a very deep guy, and then so he was just being, uh, pretentious. Yeah, well, why do you want you know, to do like? That, you know, there are some people who are just like that. Like they think that they are really deep, and then they just start talking nonsense, which <laughs> off their head, thinking that they sound very smart, but actually. <laughs> They are. Actually, I do find that this movie is a bit old. Uh, in terms of, I mean, the plot is definitely predictable. Like, it feels like I've seen there, seen this kind of movie before, like, too many times. But, but I, what I like about this movie is that I feel that it has a lot of, like, nice quotes. And one of the, the first quote that caught my attention was like the friend Sally's friend was just like saying or you know uh, like they were just gathering and saying some things and then uh, she said uh, someone else is married to your husband and I was like whoa huh? <laughs> uh, like oh, yeah. I, I find that quote uh, very interesting but you wouldn't know if someone else is married to your husband exactly you wouldn't know <laughs> yeah, because he's not your husband if someone else <laughs> is married to me yet I mean yet but, yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I, say I, that. I could say I that I don't know someone else is married to my husband right now, I, but then he's not my husband. I mean, okay, if you're talking about like, having a crush on people, I don't think that's the point. You're taking it too literally, JL. That's not the point. It's like the one you're meant to be could be married to someone else right now. Then we are not meant to be together anymore. That was what, what I like about that. Yeah, like like they have like interesting quotes popping throughout the movie, and the one, uh, I mean the the more I think the more famous one would be uh when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with someone, you want to start it as soon as possible. So I'm thinking along the line. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. I think they have really nice quotes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, like, I think their quotes were fine. Uh, they weren't particularly memorable for me. Mm. Maybe because you're not a romantic person. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, but I though I mean, even though I find the plot outdated, I do feel that the theme is still very relevant. I think when Sally was twenty six and they were saying that you know, your your clock is ticking. Wow, I really, really oh, no. hate that freaking phrase. Like, what the yeah. what clock is ticking? What? Like, what? No, she was 31 when they said that. Oh, is it? They were 31. I tell you, when I was actually, I think, 25 or 26, someone actually said that to me, and I was like, what freaking clock, man? (laughs) I mean, if you're talking about, if you're talking about, like, biological clock, sorry, I don't want to have kids, so, so what, what clock? Like, the clock to get married? I don't even want to get married. (laughs) I, what, what clock? (laughs) I know the feeling. And then, you know, when, when Sally was like 32, and then, okay, this was when she just found out that Joe, her ex-boyfriend, was going to get married. And then she was very upset because she was 32. And then she was saying like, she she's afraid of like, I mean, 40, 40 is coming soon. But then Harry was telling her that's still eight years away. And then, yeah, she's saying that it's just such a big number and I'm still not married. And is there something wrong with me? I mean, 
I can I can relate to that. Okay, not that there's something wrong with me, but I can relate to the to the idea of you know there's a big milestone coming up, and then I expected myself to like be married or something at that age, and then but I'm still not there yet, and then it, it does it does feel like there's some societal pressure at least, or mm. even if it's not societal, it's like an internal pressure. Like because of my own expectations, but then my own expectations are also a little bit dictated by what society expects, and I've been conditioned to think this way. So yeah, I totally related to her in that scene. Yeah, so yeah, that's what I'm talking about relevancy. Like you know, the the theme and the the issues that they were talking. I mean, it's still relevant. So Sally said this, right? She said, "Uh, he said he didn't want to get married." but he just didn't want to marry me, which I think, yeah, that's, that's a great yeah. quote again. Yeah, yeah, but anyway. I think it's very uh, it's very sad when, I mean, you are, okay, not that she was in love with him, but she, uh, it's just, it, it's not nice to be rejected Yeah, in whatever shape or form, whether the breakup was neutral or not. Yeah, so, but I do, I quite, Okay, sometimes the writing can be a bit uh, forced at parts. Yeah, I agree. Like you said, like the, the beginning, that, that car ride scene. But then there are some parts which I thought were, was quite well done. Like, you mm-hmm. know, uh, the night after they slept together and then mm. the next morning, uh, Sally calls her friend. What's her friend's name? Her friend no played by Teacher. Okay, anyway, so she calls her friend... Okay, I know the guy is called Jess. Oh, Marie! Yes, that's her name. Okay, so Sally calls her friend Marie, and then Harry calls Jess, who is right beside Marie, because, you know, they're together. Yeah, and then they cut the, and edited the scene Yeah. so well that, that, I mean, the conversation just flows, and all four people appear on the screen at the same mm. time. The conversation just flows very naturally, so we not only get each person's, like, perspective of the conversation we see the hidden info that they mm. that each of the characters don't know about yeah so we see the we see the whole situation as in like in uh in a whole perspective yeah and i thought that was just very well done editing yeah mm. yeah oh and i remember when they were like during the date uh, as in they were trying to fix each other up with their best friends, like Jay and their best friends got together. Mm. So I remember how the, both of them were like trying to persuade their friends like to at least hold off on calling uh. the other friends, you know, just because they want to they want to make sure that each other is not hurt. Yeah. And the, I mean by the end the, the both of them jumped into the same cat. <laughs> yeah, but I thought that was that was quite sweet. Like they like they were thinking about each other's uh, 10 points to Harry <laughs> Why do you think It's such a classic movie Like uh, Yeah why I mean I really don't understand I know because <laughs> of that question Like It's because oh, because of that question Yeah Whether men and women Can be friends uh, Without wanting to Have sex with each other That's it <laughs> <laughs> so I just have to like come out with like a really really good line <laughs> and then my movie will be a classic mm. no it's not just the line it's the issue behind it 
Yeah, and I guess it was the first movie that really tackled it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. What's your most memorable scene, JL? <laughs> probably the most iconic scene in the Harry <laughs> the orgasm scene. Yeah. Whenever I read about when Harry meets Sally, it's usually they will be talking about the orgasm the orgasm scene. Yeah. So yeah, that that really made an impression on me. But I didn't realize that it would be so long. Yes, it's so long. It like goes on and on and on as if it's real. <laughs> yes, and then the diner, the entire diner is so quiet. Like they just watch and listen to this woman like having a fake orgasm in the diner, and then nobody says a single thing. Like what? yeah, it's just not realistic, right? Yeah. I I mean I don't know, maybe maybe the US is <laughs> different place. You know, yeah. I never knew that there were like this scene existed. So I was watching it on TV with a quite a loud volume. And then when this scene happens, I was like frantically trying to find my remote control, trying to lower down the volume. But, but I just couldn't find my remote control. And all I did was to like laugh out loud, just hoping that people don't think that I'm watching porn, especially my parents out in the living <laughs> because I mean if you're watching porn no I mean you wouldn't be laughing out loud right so all I did was just to laugh out loud and then, anyway the situation was quite funny so I was just laughing 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 until I can find my reboot and then turn down the volume yeah anyway yeah actually Sally is pretty like not shy like the fact that she can actually do like she can fake an orgasm very loudly <laughs> in a silent diner without feeling embarrassed. <laughs> like she is just so not shy. Should you do that for a thousand dollars? Huh? Uh no thanks. Mm. Five thousand. How about like two million? Okay, no, not two. Two million? That's too little. How about ten million dollars? Ten million, really? Yeah, I would do it for one. <laughs> I mean, I have, I value my embarrassment more. Your embarrassment. Why? You're not going to see them anymore. How would you know? I mean, somebody, you know, somebody could right, record you nowadays and then post. Oh yeah, the phone, the phone isn't like, wasn't a thing back then. Yeah, now people totally record you and put you on like YouTube. <laughs> Is a friendship like worth um I don't know like how do you put this like is it is it worth to like break this friendship and turn it into like a romantic relationship, turning into romantic partners? You know, because friendship they technically can last for a lifetime. Whereas if you're in a romantic relationship, I mean I wouldn't say it can't, but how often can it last for a lifetime compared to a friendship? So yeah. do you think it's worth risking this friendship? And you're dating someone. Mm, speaking of this question, this reminds me a lot of, about fan fiction that I've read with this exact same scenario. You know, like the the person A like lo- likes this person B, but then they don't dare to risk the friendship, and so they just don't say anything to each other, and they pine after each other for. <laughs> Like for a very long time. I mean, of course, in the end, person A gets together with person B, but then, but then, if you are talking about it in a non like fan fiction or a non story way, 
then if it were you like you have this best friend you're also attracted to this friend would I want to risk my relationship yeah I may actually I mean if I really like the person and if the per- mm. and if I really knew that person like yeah, I mean, if he disappointed me and then he decided to never talk to me again or something, then, <laughs> then, then I would be very upset, of course. But then that also shows me that I actually didn't know him well enough if he was going to like break off all contact with me for the rest of our life just because I said that I was in love. <laughs> yeah. Wow, brave girl. Three claps for you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I think this also ties into the, I mean, to the personal expectations that I have for myself. So if I actually found someone like that, I think that I would confess instead of like staying in a limbo for like the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. If you had a best friend whom you're in love with, would you like want to confess your love and possibly risk that relationship? I wouldn't. So because I fall out of love quite easily. <laughs> I wouldn't risk like no, I wouldn't I wouldn't risk that. Like when you say quite easily, do you mean uh after one month you'll stop having a crush on that person? Yes. <laughs> exactly. So it could be like fleeting, but because that's me, like it could be uh just very fleeting moments. It could be like just the next like you know, like, I, I feel something today. And then the next day, it's like, huh, what was that yesterday? Yeah, so um, I feel that I cannot trust my feelings. <laughs> they are often fleeting and misleading. So mm, I, I wouldn't risk. Unless, I don't know, unless I have been pining for this person for, like, years. Then I guess, I guess I may. But as of now, like, nope. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's not like if I feel something, I'll immediately go confess to that person like the next day or even the next week or the next month. But if I have felt something for like a, ve- a very long period of time... How then, long is long? How long is long? I wouldn't know until I was in that position, but I think at least a few months up to a year. Yeah. Wow, that's long. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I, you, I mean, I will have to make sure that 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 those feelings are genuine instead of, you know, what if I mm. fall out of love in, with with that person? But, well, I can't know. imagine dating my best friend, so... <laughs> but I don't have a best guy friend, so I can't, so I can't say anything about that. Best guy friend, oh, well, I suppose yeah. the best guy friend that I have is married, so. <laughs> yeah. So, but I never, I never, like, had, yeah, I never had any romantic thoughts about him. So, I guess it's it's possible. Mm. Yeah, but I have to say, I mean, I never found him, like, physically attractive, lah, so <laughs> that's why. Oh, I don't know why he's so nice, he's a nice, he's a caring guy. Yeah, but. I mean, Okay, I guess my guy friends, some of them are quite pleasant looking. <laughs> <laughs> pleasant looking? Like, I mean, they are, not handsome u- enough. they are not ugly. But they, I mean, they are not ugly. They are not like the Chris Evans kind of handsome, but they are not ugly. So, if, 
if I were to get together with some of them, uh, <laughs> it could be possible. I just don't. I just cannot imagine myself like having any romantic thoughts about that. Any romantic thoughts because there isn't any spark. Hey, can I clarify here? Like, I don't always go for looks. In fact, I'm the kind of person who doesn't actually go for looks. I mean, you look at my favorite favorite actor. Who is he? He's Benedict Cumberbatch at least. <laughs> <laughs> and I find him like attractive as hell. So, mm. no, I don't go for looks. <laughs> yeah. I go for a package. But actually, I, I realised that... Like which package? The looks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't just care about looks. Because there are a lot of handsome guys out there who are complete assholes. The best way for me to feel... To have a crush on someone is for me to be friends with them first. Yeah, like, I ha- I cannot just, like, have a crush on a random guy that I met on the street. So you're not the love of at first sight kind of guy, of a kind of, kind of girl? Yeah, I am not. Yeah. Like, so, any person who wants to date me, need, or wants me to have some... Needs feeling, to be JL's friends first. Yes, precisely. They need to be your friends first. Yeah, and I have to actually like you as a friend. And then there are just some guys that are really hot. Like, you know, Thor in the Divergent series? Thor in Divergent series? Yes. Thor. Yes, the, the, the guy. Oh, uh, Theo James? Yes, Theo James. Like, he is just so hot. Uh, I don't think he's hot. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, in pictures, he's not hot. But when you watch him in action... I just found him so hot in the divergences. Uh, yeah. Okay, we have different tastes in men. Good to know, good to know. <laughs> so we won't fight with each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, here comes the millennium old question. Can men and women just be friends? Do you think so? Yeah, I think it's possible. Okay, but then you see, we are coming from it from the women's perspective mm. and Sally was also coming from it from the mm-hmm. women's perspective so she said uh, yeah it's possible but but it was Harry that disagreed with her okay. yeah so so you do believe that they can be platonic of course I believe that they can be platonic I am a female and I have a lot of male friends that I don't wish to have sex with so the the condition is that you don't want to have sex with any of them then you can be friends like <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty I don't know, I have, I usually don't go around looking at people and thinking that I want to have sex with them. So, yeah. Okay, so I think it's a wrap. Yeah. Any last words, JL? Uh, nope. Yeah. <laughs> See you guys next week. <laughs> Bye-bye. Are you sure you just want to end like that? Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. <laughs> and if you're single, it's okay. You're single on every other day, too. <laughs> Yeah, we'll talk again next time. See? Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure you're subscribed to Super Spoiler on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and more. If you feel so inclined, please leave us a review with a 5-star rating. We appreciate it so much. See you next week.